Welcome to Talking Giants. I'm talking really slow because we have nothing to talk about and we got some time to fill, although we have mailbag questions. All right, so I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with your other host, Danny King. Danny, how are you doing? How was your Father's Day? Do you celebrate with your eight children that you have? How, how, how's everything going? Yeah, my eight children, they were great. It was a fun time. No, it was just a fun, just a nice relaxing day and all that. And, I mean, today was even better. Final day of classes, so I'm finally about to be on summer vacation. So it gets even better. There you go. There you go. I like to hear that. Um, yeah, my, my Father's Day was well. I'm, I'm at the point where, my, or at least my dad is at the point where he's like, I don't want to do anything for Father's Day. So you, we just go over his house and sit and walk. And my dog barks really loud because somebody knocked at the door. <laughs> Sorry, just, we, for now what we do for Father's Day is we just sit at home and watch TV. And I honestly don't hate that. Although it's like, man, like this is kind of like my excuse to get out to the beach, Dad. Like, Come on, get it together. <laughs> but anyways, so it was like, and like you, I get a free meal out of Father's Day. This year didn't get that. I'm, I'm just getting too old. It's it's brutal. It's ridiculous. Anyways, yeah, we are hitting. Well, not hitting. We've hit the dead period. It's just completely nothing to talk about. So we're gonna do a lot of mailbag stuff. We had an interview lined up. I won't say who it was because we're still gonna do it. But he canceled this morning or postponed this morning. And then another guy I had talked to about doing something. I hit him up last second. Nothing. Um, another reporter that I've done stuff with. He hasn't responded. So we have like 20, 30 minutes of just air to fill. Well, the the questions are actually really good questions. So those will give us a little bit, but man, like we need one of our players to get in trouble or do something. We have nothing <laughs> to talk about Danny. I know. I mean, well, as I said, my morning was great. Cause it was my final day of school, regular classes while, while your morning, you were trying to, you're trying to scramble and find an interview for the show. So yeah, it, as you said, we've reached the deadest of dead periods. It's going to be brutal for the next, I haven't like few weeks and like to see, this is where we miss Odell because like he would have said something or done something that we could talk about. So in the end, it's like, man, like get yeah, Odell's gone, but it's like, we kind of needed him to talk about something. So, you know, it's like, ugh. Yeah, Kyle Letta, you're probably going to get cut. Do something against the cop again. Come on, man, give us something. Like we just come on, give us something, please. Watch, we're gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like record like four interviews in one day, and we're gonna have like the biggest scandal in the world that's gonna last three weeks. Just watch. Um, yeah, we. So that that's where I regret being like blowing off player interviews. I'm like, man, it would have been nice to have a few stored up this week. Um. But yeah, man. It, but I, in all seriousness, it's nice that we really have no worries of anybody doing anything stupid like that going into this next month. That being said, Jason, Jason Pierre-Paul, a guy we never thought would do anything stupid, blew his freaking hand off, and that's not actually it. Kind of is his fault. I've been around fireworks, and I'm not throwing stones because I've almost blown my hand off many times. Um, in fact, I'm not even closing the door on that. Very good chance <laughs> that July 5th will be a a show from the hospital because my hand will be blown off. No, um, yeah. Talk of giants from the hospital. I mean, that would have a talk. Yeah. Talk of giants from the hospital. With Bobby we would get good it. downloads. Once that I sent that be. picture out, I gave it to Adam Schefter and he could, he could tweet it uh, out illegally. That would work perfectly. I mean, yeah, you're right. We can even send it to, uh, yeah, we'll send it to many people. We'll send it to Zach. I'm like, Zach, tweet this out. We'll get a lot of talk going here. 
And I'd be like, this freaking guy, Zach Holton, illegally put out my medical information. And I could sue him, make a whole big thing out of it. We'll get some headlines. Um, I was thinking, though, once we do get some player interviews, being like, hey, man, how much does it cost to get uh, to have us give you a towel that says, go listen to Talking Giants, and if you <laughs> score a touchdown, like, come out and just show it to everybody. Like, I'm, I'm all for some, some paid advertisement in ways like that. So that's just kind of the stuff that goes through my head when there's no football to be talked about. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm trying to waste time as we go before we get into the questions. So this would be a quick show, but actually – you know what? We spend a lot of time on the questions, so this will end up being 30 minutes or so. So anything before we move on to the mail? Um, before we move on to mail, I'll just say, yeah, I don't take July 4th or anything anymore after Jason Pierre-Paul. I'm, like, always scared come July 4th because I'm like, all right, no one do anything stupid this year because just it would be our luck. Jason blew off his hand, and it's like everything changed from then on out. So it's like, yes, we're happy no one's doing anything stupid, but, like, man, that was still one of the dumbest things I've ever heard happen. Yeah, July 4th is like your everyone's day to be stupid. It's like a, yeah. it's a Skinner family tradition day to shine. In fact, <laughs> we have July 4th isn't enough for my family. We literally made our own holiday called the night before 4th of July, where we would take oh, those God. huge firecracker rolls of like 5,000 firecrackers, and we'd wrap them around like people that my your dad rented out a uh, house, or my we got my grandma every year. And then one year, which is the last year we did as a family, some of the younger family members, we've went and done it. But one year, uh, my dad and my uncle decided it'd be a good idea to sneak into my grandma's house, roll a roll of firecrackers down the hallway, and completely blow out their house, smoke billowing out the window. And then we're driving by and my, my aunt's minivan with the door open like screaming and laughing and pointing while they're all standing outside with smoke billowing out of the house. And I was probably like 13 or 14 years old at the time. I just remember going to my dad the next day and being like, dad, that was so funny and so awesome. And he's like, what daddy did. Well, he didn't say daddy. I was 14. He's like, what I did was really bad. That wasn't funny. I mean, my aunt, like her husband didn't let her like, like live in the house with her for like two weeks. I mean, it was a big deal in the family and it's changed the night before the July forever. I mean, the most I've ever done with, like, fireworks, like, those little pop rocks I got from, like, upstate. I just, like, slammed it down. I'm like, wow, I'm so cool. And you, and your family's out there uh, almost blowing up someone's house. So, I mean, hey. But either way, it's still it was a fun 4th of July. Or, sorry, the night before 4th of July for you. <laughs> My family's nuts, dude. Like, we don't know each other as well yet, but just... You get down here for a week in Florida, Danny, and you'll see how nuts my family is. My dad is most one of the most insane people I've ever met. In fact, since it was Father's Day yesterday, I, I put out the the whole, like, I was like, okay, it'll be kind of a cool, like, I'll put it out in, like, the format that I do stats. And it was, like, nine straight wins at Orlando Speed World. All right, that's cool. He raced cars. Let me race a car at 12 years old, which I flipped. And nobody yeah. believed me when I went back to school the next Monday. Like, imagine, okay, imagine you're in seventh grade. 12 year old and your classmate comes into the like class the next Monday and be like, yep, I race at a racetrack on Monday and I flipped their car over. Everyone was like, shut up, you're lying. And I was like, no, it really happened. And it was before like camera phones and whatnot. So we did like, I, I bet you most of them don't believe me. My mom was pissed. Um, my mom went on like a five day vacation. Uh, on the first day we were riding dirt bikes with no helmets, um, no shirts on. I this is my this is like one of my first time riding dirt bikes. I popped a wheelie on accident and then and then the dirt bike fell on my leg and burnt my leg really bad. 
Oh. And then my brother jumped on it after that to take it home, and the throttle was stuck. So he's flying down the street. My dad has to pack him <laughs> off. Spleen <laughs> ruptures his spleen. My dad takes us to CVS is like putting bandages on us. And then my dad just happened to have somebody working for us that was like a because my dad owns a tree service, dude, and he's like a nurse. And the yeah. next day he's like, Rob, you gotta take that kid to the freaking hospital. And like the doctors were like telling him they need to remove, like they should remove his spleen. And my dad made the, that decision. Did not call my mom for like three days. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, we uh, he built a deck on my roof for us to jump into a five foot pool. Like, and like, instead of being like, no, kids, you can't jump in. He's like, make sure you curve your feet and slide. <laughs> and uh, I, and then I put out the picture when we were in New Jersey. He would literally take me up as a, like a baby and just like throw me as high as he could in the air. And we just pissed the whole family off. So happy Father's Day from the Skinners. Well, that, that whole that picture of you get thrown up. I mean, hey, I mean, I'm gonna relate this back to the Giants somehow. Golden Tate, I remember he posted a video of him literally chucking his like baby daughter up into the air. I'm like, oh, oh my, really? God. I'm like, what is he doing? But he caught it because <laughs> he's an NFL wide receiver. But I'm like, if, I was like, if that was me. I'm gonna be throwing my kid up there. I'm, I I don't think I can catch it. I'll be like, oh Jesus, and, like it would just end badly. I tell you, my family's nuts. I need, now I have to go find that Golden Tate video and send him that picture and be like, hey man, follow me. Um, since you're getting players following you, anyways, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not mad about that. Uh, by the way, your breakdowns have been getting some traction. I, I, and the questions, people are like, "Hey, great job on the breakdowns, Danny." Man, he's trying to gain some traction. I like it, baby. And I'm keeping track of our followers, and you're growing at a good percentage. Yes, thank you. The breakdowns have been fun to do. Uh, I got people talking about a fullback. I never thought I would have people talking about a fullback in my life. No, yeah, the breakdown's been fun. I literally had a whole day yesterday where for Saquon Barkley tweets. That was fun. They were all uh, pre uh, pre saves. So I did all the work the night before, and I just had tweeted the day of. So yeah, yeah, it was it's just fun doing the breakdowns. I've I've got a lot of players down so far, and uh, hopefully it should be over maybe around training camp, maybe a few weeks after. But no, yeah, the traction's been going good, and everyone's been enjoying it, and I've been having fun doing it. Yeah, baby, let's dominate this dead time. All right, so that's all we got before we do mail. But we also have an ad. All right, so a lot of people are starting podcasts today. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Their creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will, di- it will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one play. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started you'll be glad you did mail time the mail's here come on here's the mail it never fails it makes me want to wag my tail when it comes i want to wail hi danny let's get into the mail all right, first question comes from at Jake Roberts 222. He asks, what happens at safety if someone gets hurt? Also, what do you see Corey Ballantyne's role being? So, I mean, if injuries happen at free safety, uh, or just safeties in general, uh, Michael Thomas will take over for, I say, strong safety, like in case somehow both Jabril Peppers and Antoine Buffet get injured. Michael Thomas will take over um, uh, strong safety because that's what he did last year once Landon Collins got hurt. 
and Antoine Fea. I mean, you got Sean Chandler there. But then that's then to your Corey Ballantyne point, I see Corey Ballantyne even being a free safety type player. So they can maybe put him in there. Or if they if we're like in contention and you don't want to throw in Corey Ballantyne because you don't know what he can bring, you could put Julian Love in there because he's a quality corner from Notre Dame. And I could see him being a, a decent free safety just at least as long as Antoine Buffea is injured and maybe he won't be coming back that year. Yeah, this is a really good question because I don't think we talk enough because our like we're set at our starting safeties. Like everyone believes in Jabril Peppers. He's like been the talk. Of, he was the talk of OTAs for a couple of weeks. And Antoine Bethea, he's just been really good throughout his entire career. Always put up numbers. He's a he's like a leader of men. He's loved everywhere he's been, whether it's Arizona, Indianapolis. He's just a, like a really good dude. But we really don't have any depth at all. Michael Thomas can come in and fill in and do a decent enough job. But I also and I'm like I'm not like oh man, I would love to find a way to get Michael Thomas on the field. And like you said, Sean Chandler's the other guy. I mean, maybe I just don't know enough about Sean Chandler, but. I think that kind of speaks for it, too. It's like, okay, we don't know anything about Sean Taylor because he's not good. So, and with the cornerback logjam, which I feel like this person was asking one question. Like, can you play see Corey Ballantyne play safety? Let us know, Jake, if that's the case. I, I feel like you have to pit one of those guys there. And that's why I said a few weeks ago where, before when Corey Ballantyne came back from the, the gunshot injury. He's like, pit this kid at safety. Like, why not? Because we're our... Like, we're crowded at cornerback. We got Janoris Jenkins, uh, Sam Beal, DeAndre Baker, Grant Haley, um, and I'm I'm missing somebody else. Uh, Corey Ballantyne, would he be the fifth? Let's see. I said Janoris Jenkins, Sam Beal, DeAndre Baker. Oh, Julian Love. So that's six corners. Three of those were drafted. Janoris Jenkins is too expensive to just cut. Um, Grant Haley is a guy that me and you both like. And then Sam Beal was drafted third overall, and this is essentially his rookie year. So, essentially, we have four rookie cornerbacks. Those guys are going to be on the roster. At least, maybe Corin Ballantyne doesn't make the roster, but those other three, like Love, Beal, and Baker, are 100% on the roster. Jenkins is 100% on the roster. And Haley, I, I just like him. I think he's a good player. I think he did a pretty dang good job when he filled in last year. So, why not pit one of these guys at safety? And as much as we like Julian Love wanting to play corner, you know what? Let him work at the safety because, like like we said, we're crowded right now. And we really didn't hear a whole lot from him out of OTAs. And it seems like Grant Haley kind of has a stronghold uh, at the nickel position from what we've heard. Obviously, like we're a ways away from the wheat season. A whole lot can change from there. And injuries happen. But, yeah, like I, I think safeties get hurt, you know. We've seen it with Landon Collins. With guy, Like over the years and years, safeties go down. Um, and, like, we just don't have a lot of great depth there, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. I'd be. I would be lying if I said I wasn't worried about the safety depth. No, yeah, Jabril Peppers and Landon Collins. They're not. They're not very different. They're both very physical guys. And Landon Collins, he got injured based on being a physical guy. I mean, once again, I'm not saying that's a problem, but even though we like bash Landon Collins, I I really, this is my opinion. I don't see much of a difference in them. They have the same type of playing style. Jabril Peppers could just play many different positions, but. Yeah, as you said, our depth safety is not very good. Last year wasn't a problem because we literally were terrible. So, and we were terrible at that position as well. Curtis Riley was our free safety. He was an absolute joke. He wants to fight everyone nowadays on Twitter. Uh, then we got Landon Collins who got injured, and he wasn't honestly the best safety out there. He was best for what we had, but we all remember that San Francisco game. He wasn't good. But Jabril Peppers is more versatile. So, 
if any of those two guys go down, then we're in big trouble because, look, I love Michael Thomas, but he is not a started safety-type person. He's a good depth piece. He's good at sometimes in a corner position. That's what he did before he went to safety when Landon Collins got injured. And he's a special teams guy at heart. Sean Chandler, let's be, I'm going to be honest with you, I know basically nothing about Sean Chandler. I know he's on the roster and basically behind him. Other than that, I'm, I'm literally struggling to name anyone else. So it's going to be interesting to see how that ends up there. But, yes, if anything happens at safety, we could be in trouble. Yeah, definitely. Um, you brought up Curtis Riley. Man, he has been going off on people lately. What do you think of that? Because, honestly, maybe it's because he's not on my team anymore and I don't care. But I actually kind of get a kick out of it. It's like he, I, I kind of like that he calls people out. Although, if he was on my team, it would probably tick me off. No, yeah, it would tick me off. I mean, like, Curtis Riley, I get it. He Like, everyone bashes players and everyone. Well, like, he but, sucked. And no, then yeah, him he sucked. firing that, back just makes that, everyone else go yeah, even, like, ten times harder. <laughs> yeah, that that's where I'm going with this. Like, Curtis Riley, like, I, that, yeah, you got to prove yourself on the field. Like, we're bashing you because you're not good. You don't see me bashing Earl Thomas on Twitter. Why? Because he's a good safety. You don't see me bashing Landon Collins on Twitter. Why? Because he's a decent safety uh so curse riley like if you can show us that you're something go ahead please do but he's not a safety he's a corner at least that's what he was when he was in tennessee then he came over to the giants and he got transitioned into that safety role but you're right yeah now i don't care because he's not on my team but if curtis riley was telling uh jay Pennick to uh chug a gallon of milk fat fat boy that i would have a problem <laughs> because you're one calling out a fan and two, like, you haven't done anything to prove him wrong. He is very much right in this situation. Everyone is right in this situation. I even posted a clip of Curtis Riley missing Tariq Cohen so badly. Like he, I saw that. That was funny. He went, he went into Janoris Jenkins' gut. I'm like, Curtis, you got to tackle Tariq, not Janoris. Yes, Janoris didn't do a good job tackling Tariq either, but still, it's like, man, Curtis Riley, like, just back your talk up on the field, and then no one will talk smack to you. Or if you could... If they still do, then you got a point to prove them. Like, hey, I'm actually decent. Yeah, and it wasn't like he's bad in coverage. It was like he just like just, like, just missed guys like completely. Like, what are you doing, dude? Like, are you just not? Are you closing your eyes before you tackle somebody? It's just brutal. Um, and panic, you better freaking chug that milk if he makes <laughs> the roster. No chocolate milk. Chug the damn regular whole milk, man. Um, so yeah, uh, just I don't know how. We got off on Curtis Riley. But, yeah, a safety depth is an issue. And Corey Ballantyne, pen him a safety because why not at this point? Because we're so crowded in the cornerback room. I mean, dude. And at the same time, like, we don't really know anything about Corey Ballantyne because there's no tape out of him. There's a few one-on-ones from the senior bowl, but one-on-ones are made for wide receivers to win. And so, yeah, like, we don't know anything about Corey Ballantyne yet. No, yeah, Corey Ballantyne, he's a wild card. Obviously, him getting shot wasn't very helpful, but uh, according to Mike Francesa, that would, that showed how bad of a draft pick he was if he got shot. But still, yeah, that was he, his fault. He shouldn't yeah, have been in yeah, front of that bullet. No, hundred percent. But yeah, uh, Corey Ballantyne. I don't see his future on this team being corner, at least not now, not next year. But I see his future on this team possibly being free safety because Antoine Buffea, he's not the long term answer. He is a short term answer until we find the right safety, and if Corey Ballantyne can be that guy, 
that I have no problem with. Uh, I'm trying to think. There's that really. There's that short safety. What's his name? Tremaine Johnson of the Rams. I think that's it. I've I've thrown a name out there. I may not be right, but I remember the Rams had a short safety. He didn't convert from corner to safety, but it's almost like Corey Ballantyne. Corey Ballantyne's not a tall guy, but he's short guys could do the safety position well enough. So if he could convert from corner to safety, I think you do that. That's the most logical move. Yep. All right. Next question. Uh, next question uh, comes from at Gazman Superstar. He asks, thanks for the Saquon videos. At this point in time, what do you think our record will be this year? Seems an obvious question, but people seem to be more optimistic the further we get from the draft. Uh, I'll, I'll start this off first, just since obviously I'm not, we don't, I don't want to leech off you because uh, we, we like to agree on stuff. I'm going to throw my thing out there. Uh, the Giants, they don't have a hard schedule, let's be honest here. Uh, their schedule is quite doable, and uh, they got the easiest home schedule, I believe, and they don't have – they just don't have any difficult opponents. I can think of the Bears, the Patriots. Uh, I guess you could throw Eagles in there because we always lose on, like, 63-yard field goals nowadays. So after the draft, the Giants, they're a decent team. I say the record will eat. I'm saying eight, eight and eight, or nine and seven. Eight and eight, or nine and seven. Okay. I'm gonna say, say eight and eight. All right, that's fair. Gazman, you are completely right. The further and further we get away from watching football, the more and more optimistic we get. That's just the way we are. That's the way I am. I've went into every year being like, this is the year the Giants put together and win the third Super Bowl under Eli Manning. Yeah, that's me every year. And I also have um, a personal vow that I made after the Super Bowls that as long as Eli Manning was the quarterback or Tom Coughlin was the head coach, I will always pick the Giants to win that game. Now, so I've only, there's been only one game that I picked the Giants to lose, and that was 2017 against the Raiders. So each week is 1-0 for me. So when we do our predictions and stuff like that, once we get in the season, it's like, Giants are going to win. Like, I'm always going to predict the Giants to win. And I just, that's like the stupid athlete in me. It's like, you never say that you're going to lose. I don't care what it looks like. So, like, I'm always like, we are going to win no matter what, baby. I don't care what's going on. And because we've kind of seen that going against the mighty undefeated Patriots. We went, you know, 38-35 in week 17 and then beat them in the Super Bowl. But but I can give a season record prediction and not have it be 16-0. But I am going to be optimistic. I'm going to go 10-6. and six. I think we beat that. I think we sweep Dallas this year. I think we sweep Washington. Let's say 1-1 one one against Philadelphia. That's 5-1 right there. Then you only have to go 5-5 five five against your opponents. We got some stinker games. We got Arizona, although Kyler could just be absolutely amazing. Uh, a lot of a lot of games, winnable games on the schedule. So I'm going to be super optimistic and say ten and six, and we end the playoffs, baby. No, I agree with you 100. I'm always, I'm in that same mindset as well. Like I may say, oh, the Giants are going to lose this week, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, no, we're winning this week. We have the potential to win this week. But no, I, I get the ten and six record also makes so much sense. As you said, we we are in first in the hardest opponents. Like I, I, the reason why I just can't give the Giants the ten of six record yet, because I just haven't seen like contact in training camp, and I just haven't seen like a preseason game. I just need to see. And you're not an idiot like me. Yeah, I, I just need to see something like, just like a snap, and like right then and there, I'll be like, all right, eleven and five, four, four, fourteen and two. But 
until we get to the preseason, I'm sticking with the eight and eight, nine and seven record because I'm not trying to say the Giants are going to be eleven and five and have them turn out to be five and eleven again. I got to keep my expectations low as of right now. But like when we get to the month of August, I'm going to be saying like Giants are playoff bound, hundred percent. That was definitely me last year. I 100% believe we were going to win the Super Bowl last year. Um, and I'm probably going to believe that by the time the season starts. I'm such an idiot. Uh, all right, next question. All right, next question comes from uh, at Bruegel underscore Poppy20. He said, what's going on, gentlemen? First off, great job on the player breakdowns, Danny, especially with the Saquon one. On that note, what are your guys' realistic predictions for Saquon's numbers this year? First off, thank you for the uh, – Feedback on that, not feedback. Thank you for the compliment on the breakdowns. And my realistic expectations from Saquon Barkley this year, I, I say more of the same, if not better. Now, the realist, I'm saying this realistically because the Giants now have a capable offensive line. Last year, the Giants did not have a capable offensive line in front of him. They had uh, Eric Flowers. This is the start of the season. Eric Flowers, uh, Patrick Omahe, uh, left, that Will Hernandez was still developing. And Nate Solder was dealing with that neck injury. At least that's the reason why he was terrible to start the season last year. But, see, also with that, though, I said in my final video of the Saquon breakdown, this offense is going to run through him. So maybe teams will prepare for him so much it just shuts down Saquon and allows the, like, the receivers to tight ends to do well. But um, I'm going to believe Saquon is still an unstoppable force. I say he'll have basically the same season, if not better, for that offensive line reason alone because now – there's good blockers in front of him. You got good blocking tight ends in Red Ellison, and maybe Evan Ingram has approved. So I'm expecting probably more of the same, but I'm expect I'm hoping for the better version because just of all the improvements we've made on the O line. Yeah, I think this is going to be an offense that spreads the seed around a lot, and I think we're going to do a lot more like short yards passing, which we did, but less. I think reception wise. Saquon, we can't do that what we did last year. We just we can't do that. Um, and it really wasn't as productive. Like you look at the catch numbers and it's great, but at the end of the day, like a lot of his catches just weren't productive at all. And that's not a knock on Saquon. That's a knock on play calling and the offensive line. I think his yards per carry definitely goes up. I think the total rushing yards ends up about the same. What was it at last year? Like fourteen something? I can't uh, remember off the top of my head. How much rushing yards he had? Yeah. That was like 1307. 1307. Okay. So that's, you know, roughly, you know, 89, 90 yards a game or something like that. So I see that being around the same. I, I see the rushing totals. I don't see him going over 100 yards per game, um, especially just because, like, I don't, I, I do, I get that it kind of runs through him, but I also get that, like, teams don't pound the rock like that anymore um, unless you have Adrian Peterson and Teddy Bridgewater's quarterback. So he definitely will be used a whole lot. I think they're going to use him in different ways and try and take a lighter load off of him, which is rough because I, you know, our, our backers are running back aren't anything to write home about. So, yeah, I, I honestly just see it around the same. Like, I don't, I, if he, if we do what he did last year and over and over again, if you count that as running to him the ground, then yes. But I don't see like going from last year, what happened and then being like this next year, but like, we're going to up eight, give you 80 more carries and 20 more targets. Like, I, I just don't see that happening. No, yeah, from the realistic standpoint, I see him having basically the same year. Because last year he had seven games over 100 yards, and uh, we all know that infamous Dallas game where Eli threw to him 16 times. He caught 14 of them. He 
broke that franchise record for most single re- single receptions in a game by a rookie. So, as you said, I expect more of the same from Saquon. Obviously, the optimistic side of me is expecting an even better version just because of year two coming to the Patriots offense and an improved line. But I can 100% if this season could easily just be more of the same from Saquon. Yeah. Let's no more fourteen catches games out of Saquon. Let's let's agree on that, everyone. Yeah, yeah, that that was still. I can't believe that happened. That was just a nightmare game. I hate that, that was game. such an aggravating game for me. My guy Shane Smith played horrible. Uh, and like we Jacksonville, we all thought was going to be better. So it's like, yeah, we lost to Jacksonville, but they're a really good team. And it just, I don't, I don't, let's not do this. I don't want to go down the why last season sucked hill again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next question. That's got my English there. Next question comes from Ad Riddle D. Do he asks, with all the cap space, who are some guys the Giants could target in 2020? Uh, the first thing that I, yeah, I said, that, uh, who will be some targets to go after in 2020? The first thing I looked at was right tackles. I because uh, the Giants they should have a decent amount of cap space. Looking at the right tackle market, you got. Lyle Collins from Dallas, Brian Bulaga, but he's up there in age at 31 from the Packers. Marcus Gilbert, 32 of Arizona. You got Darwell Williams, who's going to be a free agent again, but he's probably just going to resign with Carolina again. Demar Dotson of Tampa, 34 years old. Ah, no, the guy I'm looking at just uh, could be just be more hope than anything. Uh, Jack Conklin, uh, the Titans didn't pick up his fifth year option. He's slated to be a free agent. Obviously, they could extend him. They may just, I don't know. But why would you not do the fifth-year option? That's just a free year, and you could extend that onto an extension. So I'm saying Jack Conklin is uh, just based off the right tackle alone because I feel like that's still a position of need, but that could easily be addressed in the draft. Yeah, it's hard to say because we don't know what's going to happen in the draft. And that's what's so sticky about NFL free agencies is before the draft. Um, so to go through the tackles, Andre Whitworth, um, he could be someone that has to move because eventually they're going to pay uh, Jared Goff, but I just don't see that being our guy. Anthony Costanzo, he's kind of been inconsistent for Indianapolis, and he's he's on the bench now, actually. Actually, maybe I'm wrong. Kelvin Beecham, no, nah, that's not. Uh, Leal Collins. Leal Collins is the name that pops, and with all these contracts that Dallas is about to give out, like he very well may be an option. I would love to get Leal Collins. He's been really good. Like Leal Collins would be a guy. Like he, and I'm not just saying this because you know we had this guy with the Giants, but he reminds me of Kareem McKenzie the way he plays. I mean, he's physical in the run game. I really like Leal Collins, Matt Khalil. I think there's because he's had he's had some really good years. It's gonna be too much bug around him. Jason Peters is old. Daryl Williams, like you mentioned him. It's so weird that we didn't go after like we went after Mike Remmers instead of him. I mean, maybe we know like that injury was worse than what we are led on to be. But that was just completely weird. So, yeah, that's it for the tackles. Um, And then for the centers, Mike Pounce is a guy I like. One, because I was a huge Gator fan when he was a Gator. That 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 Florida Gators team back in the day, Tim Tebow, Rainey and Jeff Dempsey as running backs who were like Olympic track athletes, Percy Harvin, Riley Cooper, Lewis Murphy, David Nelson, Aaron Hernandez. Don't talk about that. Um, the <laughs> Pouncey twins. Carlos Dunlap, uh, like th- that team was just so good. Anyways, Mike Pouncey's a guy I like a whole lot. Rodney Hudson uh, out of Oakland, he's a really good center. Although I, th- I think Oakland will probably do what they can to retain him, especially if they do move on from Carr. Um, I see Ben Jones. I mean, we've kind of we've done that. Um, 
<laughs> so yeah, Mike Pouncey's a guy I like a whole lot. AQ Shipley, although he's old and has had injury problems, although he is an Arizona guy, so we we've done that. I'm thinking Brett Jones, not Ben Jones. Sorry. Um, so yeah, that's it. Let me. Okay, so that's tackle center. Obviously, we're not going to need a guard. We're not going to need a QB. Um, let me go to the running back list. Let's see if we can get some depth guys because I do not like our backup running backs. Although I think that's something that could be addressed in the draft. We got McCoy, Miller, Nope, Theo Riddick. That could be a guy because he is a really good receiver. I love Theo Riddick. Like he, I feel like he would fit in perfectly um, and give Daniel Jones that running back he can throw to. That's a guy. Um, Carlos Hyde, no. Chris Thompson, probably not. Um, Melvin Gordon, obviously not. Um, Peyton Barber, maybe. Uh, so there's some guys there. But I guess out of those guys, Theo Riddick would be the one that intrigues me the most because he's such a great receiver. Um, and he'll only, be, he'll only be 29 years old, too. No, yeah. Uh, obviously, you said the offensive line. That's pretty much said, except right tackle, in my opinion. I think the Giants have so, they have some form of fate in a Spencer Pulley to be the guy to get it done. Uh, backup running back, I'm a little indifferent on that than you. I feel like we're fine with that Wayne Gallman. I feel like he's a fine guy, a decent backup running back. Uh, Ross Smith, though, now Paul Perkins, uh, now. So maybe you need someone in that retrospect. And Theo Riddick would be the better guy. But so another position I looked at, this position was kind of hard just because we don't know how Ryan Connolly is going to work out. But just say Tay Davis falls through, B.J. Goodson falls through because B.J. Goodson is a free agent. Uh, this upcoming season, so I believe he is. He someone's a free agent. I believe it's B.J. Goodson, but I feel like maybe that position next to Oakletree could be something the Giants could address in a free agency as well. Just look at some of the guys here. Uh, you got Kyle Van Noy. That could be a fine. Michael Kendricks. Now he's being investigated for insider trading. Uh, <laughs> uh, How's he not in jail yet? I don't know. That's just crazy. I I, I thought he would have been. I'm surprised he's still even allowed to play. All right, look at this one. Look at this one, though. Now, we know that they want to run the money backer, and we lost it out on this guy. Maybe Mark McLaurin doesn't. Deion Buchanan will be a free agent after his one-year deal in Tampa is done. That could be one. That's like that is who Petra Love we know like loves Arizona guys. Sorry, I I just I saw Deion Buchanan. My eyes lit up. Sorry. No, no, that that's a good call because the Giants are right now a team that wants their Arizona defensive players. And it could easily be uh, Dion Buchanan because he, let's be real, he only went there because of Bruce Arians. He wants to reunite with Bruce Arians because everyone loves Bruce Arians. Uh, he seems like a nice guy. But this is more of an out of reach thing. I just want your opinion on it because uh, Dallas is going to have to be paying Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott soon. Uh, this is I, this is a stupid idea, but I just want to say it just because I feel like it's a funny idea. What, what what about Jalen Smith? What are the odds there, Jalen Smith? I think that, that actually can work. Like I and that could be a legitimate. I think there wasn't there like some kind of rumors about it about like maybe that was just people saying Rod Smith was coming to con- convince Jalen Smith. I don't know, but that could actually happen, and that would be exciting. Um, and he's good. Like I really like him. And but he's he's also restricted free agent, so they can match anything. Um, but at the same time, they might not match if he gets a big contract. And we have a lot of cap space. Um, Miles Jack could be a guy. He's an athlete. I like Miles Jack a lot. Ray Ray Armstrong. He's been around for a while. I played against him in high school, so I'll always be like, you know what? He's pretty good. <laughs> um, Brandon Marshall. He's kind of old now. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's those are some good guys. Uh yeah, BJ Goodson will be a free agent. Um I guess what other position could we look at? Edge. There's uh, no really there's really no guys at edge. Like I tight end this. maybe. Tight end if they just give up all hope on Evan Ingram. That's the only other um, position. Oh, there's yeah. absolutely I mean Why not? Let's at, just look at it. I'm, I'm looking at the list. Vance McDonald, Eric Ebron. I mean if Eric Ebron stays like Colts Eric Ebron, then yes. Uh, Jason Witten, uh, Ben Watson. A lot of old guys on here. Jason Witten's yeah. like fifty. Benjamin is fifty. <laughs> Mercedes Lewis is like fifty. Just a lot of old guys on this list. Bradley right. Sowell. They have him as a tight end. He's a left tackle. Why do they have him as a tight end? <laughs> he won Gruden Grinder on some radio, by the way. Oh wait, ta- wait. A tackle pass. Is this the guy that caught the touchdown in that wild card game for the Bears? Yep, it wasn't the wild card game, but it was a night game. I think it, it was against the Rams. No, I thought it was, oh yes, it wasn't the wild card game. You're right, but still, after that one play, I guess he's considered himself a tight end. I'm looking I, at, I'm looking at this. Scott Simonson's a free agent next year, so that's something to actually watch. Yeah, he's an unrestricted free agent. Yeah. Uh, the Stony Brook, obviously, if you're not from Long Island, you probably won't Max know. Williams. He likes me. He follows me. Uh, he's he's unsigned right now. Oh, Max Williams signed. Oh, congrats, Max. I haven't I didn't know that. Sorry. Uh, th- this was more of a joke, but if you're not from Long Island, uh, Will Ty, I used to call him the Stony Brook legend. If you remember Will Ty, he used to be our tight end. Yeah, he had a lot of catches, too. Yeah, he was an undrafted free agent at Stony Brook. I just made a joke out of him because I needed something to cheer myself up when watching the Giants. He's uh, he's still young, 28. He's in Philadelphia. That bothers me right now. Um, yeah, there's not many good quality. Clive types. Walford, he's a Miami guy. I'm always like, hey. Miami's tight end you, and when reality is just not anymore. <laughs> um, so Clive Walford, but he's fast. I like I like Clive Walford. Michael Pruitt, I just love his name. It's just Michael. <laughs> um, like, it's not your Cole, it's Michael. Uh, Eric Swoop, he... Hey, a hint to other teams. If there was a tight end that was on the good that got touchdowns for the Colts, don't sign him. Never <laughs> works out. Kobe Fleener. Um, what's the one that the Patriots had? Uh, uh, Dwayne Allen. Just yeah. never fall for that. Andrew Lux makes tight ends so freaking good. Never do that. Just just a hint to other teams. Hopefully us. Um, Blake Jarwin. We could steal him from Dallas. I don't know. I, I don't know if the – hopefully Evan Ingram works out and doesn't yeah, get hurt. Please, Evan Ingram, because um, we're struggling here on tight ends. <laughs> where are we at a tight time right now? All right, we can – let's do one more position because I'm actually having fun doing this. We All might right. have to do this again in a couple weeks. What, what All position? Right, give me a position. Can't be corner. Uh, Defensive tackle. Let's go defense. Because uh, not, not for Dexter Lawrence's sake, but Dalvin Tomlinson's sake. Yeah, say Dalvin's gone. Uh, Who's the other one? I'm completely blanking right Lawrence? now. Dexter? No, but the other one. If we're going to run 3 4. Oh, uh, God. Uh, I forget his name. Uh, uh, BJ uh, Hill. Yes. All right. Hopefully, we're not looking at this, but let's do it. Shelby Harris. I interviewed him. He was actually a really good interview. He started bashing Big Ben. And I just looked at Zach like, is this really happening right now? <laughs> he actually caught the interception when Antonio Brown ran the slant um, and essentially broke up the Steelers. And he has no problem taking credit for that. He took credit for it on Soul Man Radio. So, Shelby Harris, come on over, baby. Um, Brockers, he wouldn't fit. Sue, hell no. McCoy, no. Bo Allen, nah. I think he got over it just because he was on the Super Bowl team. Marcel Darius, Um Carl Davis, that just sounds like that guy's super fast. Ooh, K- Kerry Wynn. I'm I'm serious about this one. Kerry Wynn. I feel there's so much potential in him, but the Giants love Everyone him. Everyone loves Kerry Lynn. So, um, but we it's like he's like a preseason warrior. And yeah. I bet he loves the Giants. I bet he'd come back. Josh yeah. Morrow, ever heard of him? He's in Oakland now. Yeah, Oakland spin. loves our scraps. 
Yeah, they they have what they did. They did have John Jerry. Uh, then they now they have Curtis Riley and now Josh Morrow. I mean, hopefully, he doesn't get suspended for the first four games like he did. Shout twice. out Curtis Riley. We just tag Curtis Riley in one of our episodes and just completely bash him. <laughs> that would we get some listeners. I mean, we really would. I mean, hey, we we need we need time, so let's just make a whole episode bashing. Curtis and we Riley. could just say we could start the first five minutes off bashing Curtis Riley. That way, he's more likely to listen. <laughs> just we just thought of a plan. I'm this offseason. This dead time is gonna be fun. I was so worried that the show was gonna suck, but I'm actually having fun. All right, that's it for that. Let's move on to the next question. Now that we spent. Way too much time on that. We'll have to do that again with the other positions. All right. Now, the final question. Hold on. As I was looking through the free agents, I accidentally exited out of my Twitter. But the final question. Hang on. as This is very unprofessional as I'm scrolling for the tweet. Uh, da, 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 this is... I mean, if we're not unprofessional, then what are we? <laughs> All right. The final question comes from Adam Romo, Cop 74. Uh, he has loved the show, guys. Appreciate the stuff you've been putting out lately. But I'm relatively new to your show, maybe a month or so. Can you guys give us a little background on yourself? Sounds like Bobby played some O line. Where? How about Danny? So, do do we want to start with you first, Bobby? Since you got the funner story, I'm just more of a guy that's here. Uh, don't talk bad about yourself like that. Um, oh yeah, I'll do mine. Yes, I actually did play offensive line. Um, I was born. All right, I'll just go quick through. I born. Maybe I'm, like, giving way more information than these people want. I was born in New Jersey, <laughs> moved to Florida when I was, like, two, three years old. Grew up here. Uh, I'm six foot seven, so I just was kind of, like, thrown into sports in middle school. Sucked at first. I mean, I was horrible. Um, started getting strong and got good. Really liked it. Uh, I actually went to um, St. Olaf in Minnesota. I was going to go to the Citadel, um, but I wanted. I really wanted to go to Florida Atlantic University. Um, Duke. I actually visited Duke and met Coach Cutcliffe, and I have a picture, and my mom can't find it. I've been like begging her to find that because people would love that picture. Me and Coach Cutcliffe. Me and me and just just talking Daniel Jones. <laughs> um, so like I, I took an official visit to Duke, an official visit to Citadel, um, Furman. Citadel was the only one that offered me. I was waiting for FAU, waiting, waiting, waiting. They kept on dragging me, kept on screwing me around. I'm saying, like, maybe, maybe, and and when I was really just a backup plan. By time, I was like, okay, I have to commit to the, I have to commit to the Citadel because we're getting close to signing day. My recruiting coach had left for the University of Marshall. They filled the spot. I scrambled every other, like, and I now it just became, like, all these schools with horrible academics, blah, blah, blah. So I ended up going to St. Olaf, which is a liberal arts college in Minnesota, being like, oh, it's a top academic school, not realizing that meant top, top academic work. So I was out of there in two years because of grades and behavior. I was kind of an idiot back then. Still an idiot now, but not, <laughs> but like an idiot in a good way. Uh, so I've been kind of just living life in Florida. Started Simple Man Radio over a year ago, which is like a national sports show. Me and my buddy Zach do it. And was always wanting to do a Giants podcast. Couldn't find a co-host until I met Danny Boy King. And then I guess that'll kick it over to you, Danny. Yeah, uh, I'm uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know why I need you. I'm Danny. Obviously, you know that if you've been listening. <laughs> My name's Danny, and I'm <laughs> an alcoholic. <laughs> we, we do this in school. Like, the first day, it's like, all right, introduce yourself. It's like, they know me already. It's like, introduce yourself. All right, but no, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm Danny, obviously. Uh, My name's a... Danny. If you look at me, I'll kill you. Uh, all right, sorry. <laughs> all right, no, so I'm a senior in school. I, I got my start with uh, 
Wegren. I, I just did the Giants Twitter because you know, I, ta- I like talking about the Giants. So I saw a Twitter opportunity. Like, hey, maybe people will agree with my opinion. Obviously, the people did. I, I did my tweets on Sundays. I covered the games live, and everyone seemed to enjoy it. And then Bobby was like, hey, are you the one covering the Twitter? Um, I was like, yeah, that's me. And he's like, all right, I'm thinking about doing a Giants podcast. And I sent him down. And so then we started the podcast with Wegrin. I was also the sectional manager for the Giants over there, their Giants section of the whole thing. That's how it works over there. And then uh, now we're over here with uh, John Boy Media. We were the Giants Nation podcast. Now we're talking Giants, as you know us now. And that's basically how I got here. Nothing spectacular. I wasn't being a Coach Cutcliffe back then. Uh, But, no, yeah, just very simple. And now I'm on here talking Giants with Bobby. I fell in love with with Duke so much. I really did. Like I like we went and visited. My mom went with me, um, and I can't remember the coach's name that recruited me. It was something Collins, maybe Jim Collins. And when he said that they filled the spot, I was like, "You are going to regret this." And he didn't because I sucked and I did not <laughs> focus at all on school or football. I just acted like an idiot the whole time I was in college. So, Coach Collins, you were right. You don't. He actually called me pissed. He's like, "I don't regret anything." All right, coach, like chill out. <laughs> um, they got some guy. The guy they got that would have took my spot. He had an offer from Ohio State. Why don't you just go to Ohio State, man? Like, come on, man. Like, you would have done better. You would have made Dwayne Haskins look better than he really is, even though he came way later than our class. Anyways, I'm not mad about it anymore. All right, so that was our short. By the way, John Boy Media, we're free. I say we're very loosely because I like to like include us because we are doing pretty well. But dang, John Boy's killing it. Are you know the YouTube? He just put out like a like we went from like ten thousand to fifty thousand quick, and then we went from fifty thousand last Thursday. John Boy says thank you, and now we're at like over seventy thousand already. So his like check out our YouTube channel, John Boy. If you're a baseball fan, like John Boy does breakdowns, they're really cool. Um, and oh, and we are gonna have a gift for everyone coming soon. Danny doesn't even know this, but we're gonna have a free gift. This is breaking news to me. It is. Basically, it's bumper stickers. I'll just say it right now. There's going to be some big surprise. They should be in the mail. They should be on the mail in the next couple days, and then you guys can DM us us your addresses, and I'll send them to you. All right, Danny. This show, I I really thought this show was going to be like 20 minutes. Anyways, we made it last. We'll have an interview on Thursday. I'm going to guarantee it right now. I'm going to make it work no matter what happens, no matter who cancels. Anything before we go, Dan? Uh, No, just... Talking Giants, killing with some the dead part of the season, but we had a fun show, even though there was actually nothing to talk about. Yeah, we freaking did it. I'm I'm proud of us. All right, that's talking Giants. We'll see you guys Friday. Let's go big blue.